Hello, everyone, and welcome to HTM Insider. I'm Sherelle with Multi Medical Systems, and I'm your host today. And we are joined by Richard Monte Gonzalez of CBET Biomed School there in Texas. And we're really excited to have him on because we're going to change gears a little bit today. I know we've been talking about some pretty hot topics of right to repair and a few other things, but we want to you know, take a step back because I'm getting a lot of questions, Monty, about what is a BMET and how do you become a BMET? So before we get started there, let's talk about what has been your expertise. Give us a little bit about your background. Introduce yourself to our viewers and our listeners. I've actually only been in the industry for about four years. Um, I'm a re retired Army warrant officer. And um, once I left the military, got into education and kind of somehow worked my way into the uh, College of Biomedical Equipment Technology. Um, and uh, this is just such a fascinating field and um, interesting endeavor to be a part of, um, especially in this day and age. So. Um, you know, in terms of uh, biomed background and experience, it, 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 it's, you know, I, I probably don't enter into the career field in a traditional way. Why don't you talk about what CBET is, you know, because we, we do use that acronym yep. kind of for certification, but it's actually a school. And I, I will tell our viewers and listeners, you know, my daughter is a proud graduate of CBET. So tell us what, what CBET is. Yeah, so the uh, College of Biomedical Equipment Technology has existed for about 15 years. Um, we started off as something else and went through uh, many changes over the years. And about four or five years ago, um, the current ownership structure we came in, took over, um, sort of reinvented, reimagined, um, and, and took a new look at what the college could be. And our mission really is serving the healthcare technology management industry. And we do that by offering... Um, a certificate and an associate degree program for uh, uh, biomedical equipment technicians. We're unique in, in the approach that we take. We're not a traditional school. Um, our programs currently are online programs. Um, the, uh, the IDL format, it can be a bit of a challenge. Uh, it is harder in many respects. Um, managing, running, uh, uh, and doing a good job running an online type of a school for a highly technical career field. So CBET as a college is, is very unique in that way. Um, but it's also what's made us really the, the largest producer of biomeds in the country, uh, second only to the military schoolhouse at Fort Sam here in San Antonio. We, we offer uh, certificate programs that are six months in length, 24 credit hours. We have a, an associate degree program that's an accelerated program that can be achieved in 15 months. Um, and we're also doing some other things too. In January, we're launching the Imaging Academy. Um, we're gonna be offering, uh, I believe, 21 different courses in imaging. And those courses will be uh, online, hybrid, and at fixed site facilities in Las Vegas and in Georgia. Hey, exciting stuff on the horizon. Definitely. So, um, let's say I'm looking for a new career field mm -hmm. or I'm just getting out of high school. Uh, what requirements are needed to apply for admission to CBET? 
Um, the admissions process is pretty basic. Um, the the one sort of admonition that I would share is that if you're a a young, talented individual interested in working in the career field, um, I would steer you away from just the certificate program because we feel like the requirements of the biomed in today's world are um, growing increasingly technical and increasingly demanding. And we really like to see the, the younger, younger students, you know, engage in the full degree program to get that full experience and as much education as possible. Um, there are a handful, uh, your daughter included, uh, young, younger lady, um, um, who's done quite well and gone to work at fantastic companies like Banner Health. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, there's some really good opportunities out there. Um, but in terms of requirements to get into the school, if you're motivated, hungry to work in the industry, um, you know, good people skills, you're a good communicator, uh, technically savvy. Um, if you know a little bit about IT or have an interest in it, that always helps. Um, but we basically have the same requirements as any other college or university out there. Um, you know, graduate of high school, 18 years old, and hungry to go work in a, in a, in a professional career field that um, really services an ambitious, intelligent, motivated individual that wants to excel. Um, it's a fantastic career path. Absolutely. Let's talk about the attrition rate and why this is such a hot career field right now. Um, that, that's a that's a big issue in this industry right now. It is definitely. There's um, yeah. There's there's I think there's several factors converging um, that are leading to a lot of the upheaval that we're seeing both in healthcare and in education. Um, one of the, you know, it, you don't have to look far to see the effects of COVID-19, okay? And if we look at the, the short term, as I like to say, the 25 meter target is the fact that COVID-19 is affecting all of us. Um, had a conversation with a, a colleague of ours, um, you know this individual as well recently, um, and we talked about the impact that the um, organization's mandate for vaccinations was going to have on his HTM workforce. And from that, he's predicting 10 to 20% decline in um, his staff. Um, that's the 25 meter target. When we look at the other pressures and demands in the healthcare industry, specifically affecting biomeds, um, it's no secret that the, uh, that the workforce is aging and that a new generation of motiva motivated, talented professionals is, is necessary. It's urgent. Um, you know, so that's kind of the short-term and long-term look at the industry and, and how it's reshaping and, and why we're in such a, a high demand. Um, but also, you know, that, that sort of upheaval and chaos is just, just wonderful opportunity for somebody that's motivated to get into this. And, and, I, and I should say also, there's one, one other type of entry student into our programs that is certainly worth noting. <clears throat> and that's the people like you and me that had professional careers in other areas um, who navigated into this industry and discovered, this, I didn't even know what a biomed was five years ago, um, who, but who has realized 
the significant roles that in place that they hold in the industry and and what a wonderful way to give back and contribute and have a life of service it's really meaningful i think it's a great it's a great time to get in uh be interesting to see where our young generation the 21 22 23 year olds are going to be in five years right I'll tell you a funny story. When I was started in this industry, I started on the business side of, of the industry. And when I was told that we were gonna be involved in biomed, I thought I am not handling hazardous waste. So <laughs> let's clear up what a biomed actually is. There's no hazardous waste in, involved. What does a biomed do day to day and, and where do they work at? One of, our, one of our star instructors here at the schoolhouse is Christian Bond. And uh, Christian is just a unique individual with a fantastic reputation. He's a retired Air Force guy. Um, he worked at the schoolhouse at Fort Sam uh, uh, in his last assignment in the Air Force. And when we hired Christian through the SkillBridge program recently, I asked Christian, I said, okay, Christian, in your, in your words, tell me what a biomed is. And he said, that's easy. A biomed is a solution architect. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love the description. And, I love that. Yeah, he said we're problem solvers, we're solution architects, and and it's it's interesting because it, it's sort of a loaded question in terms of what does a biomed do? A biomed can work in a healthcare delivery organization in a hospital as part of an HTM team, um, servicing upwards of 700, 800 pieces of equipment, medical devices ranging from beds to to you name it. You know, much more sophisticated networked medical devices to a um, you know, an individual working in a warehouse and a manufacturer uh, refurbishing equipment um, to a, a technician on a flyaway team like MMS has um, servicing multiple contracts at multiple locations across the country. Um, the, you know, the, the, the range of possible career paths and trajectories that an individual can take are just really just, there, there's so many different opportunities, not to mention, um, it's a if you if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, it is a, just a wide open market to start your own business. If you're looking at some of these other premier um, ISOs that are out there, and you're like, I think I can do that myself. Take a stab at it. We have a, quite a few of our graduates that actually go out and start their own little companies, and we watch them grow through the years, and and just really impressive. And they carve out niches. Yeah, so, I think that's great. Is you can find your niche, but really, you know, excites you, whether, you know, it's the big iron, like the MRIs to mm -hmm. ventilators, you know, anesthesia, you know, the specialty devices, or maybe you're that field service technician that loves going, you know, urgent care center to, you know, portable EDs, uh, doc do doctor's offices, surgery centers, endoscopy centers, and just be on the road. Um, and like you said, be a or travel or work for somebody like us that you know we have on-demand techs that fly all over. Yeah. Um, your travel's paid for. There's mm -hmm. so many opportunities. I know we talked about Amy and Danielle is a great reference. Um, and you know, there's schools like yourself, but you know, we're gonna be attending Tech Nation MD Expo coming up, mm -hmm. which do you encourage students to attend um, these conferences and get more involved in the local chapters can you talk a little bit about that yeah definitely so you know there i've always thought that uh um mentors don't find you you find your mentors but you're not going to find them unless you're looking in the right places 
and you mentioned a couple of them. You know, Amy, Amy's a fantastic organization. They, they, I think they've done more for standardization nationally than any other organization, truthfully. Just did a wonderful job. Um, MD Expo, completely agree. I love the team there. They, they, they work passionately and, and um, uh, unwaveringly for the industry. They provide so much value to it. Um, and uh, just a wonderful little team. They work on the job side as well. Their HTM jobs team is, is working as hard as they can to put people to work, uh, connecting with companies like yours and others out there. Um, but the other, the, the other sources that you alluded to really kind of like to focus in on the one that the um, associations, the Biomed associations and um, uh, uh, HTM organizations and whatnot that are out there, there there's some fantastic work being done. Um, CabMet uh, recently had their annual conference up in Denver, Colorado. Um, wonderful organization dedicated to the industry, giving back, um, literally, you know, wrote the, 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 wrote the, wrote the requirements for the prep course for the certification for, you know, BMET certification, heavily involved in the uh, CAPT certification development, um, just entrenched in things that are going on in the industry. And, you know, they have their ear to the ground listening for what's happening and then they're focused and they're giving back. Um, same thing in, in Arizona. I was really happy to see that Perry Kerwin and, and his team out there um, was able to sort of revitalize and get the uh, Arizona HTM Society going again. Um, but there's there's other societies out there doing equally good work. Um, in Florida, you know, there there's the uh, Central Florida Biomedical Society, um, you know, doing fantastic work. There's um, up in Wisconsin. Um, uh, uh, so many different organizations. I'm, I'm running a blank on all the names. California's got the biggest, you know, society out there doing great work. Um, so there's just so many ways to get involved and, and find a mentor. You know, we encourage the students to graduate from our programs, figure out where you want to go, where you want to be, and reach out to the societies that are nearest there and connect with those people because the, the people that gravitate towards those sort of endeavors and organizations, they, they're there because they want to give back. You know, if you were to graduate from a college and say, you know, where should I turn to first? Find a willing mentor that's where you want to be. Connect with that person and, and get some wind behind your sail, you know, so that you can launch right. your career. That's where a lot of internships and apprenticeship opportunities. Um, and so our listeners know that there are a lot of apprenticeship opportunities that are paid once you get out of school. So you're not going to go work for free and try to work another full-time job, you know, to pay the bills. But there are those opportunities that are becoming more prevalent um, because the need is is growing for for biomeds. Yeah, the apprenticeship program, since you mentioned it, um, it is really worth exploring. Um, I, it, you know, it may not be for everybody, but it's definitely for somebody. The, um, you know, it's a, the Amy sponsored apprenticeship program. It's a two-year apprenticeship program and it's good for companies. It's good for the industry and it's good for students. Um, so if you're, you know, a young, uh, hungry, motivated individual and you want to get into a new career field, but maybe the traditional college path is not for you, or maybe, you know, for whatever set of circumstances you're ready to go to work today and not spend time in the school, but there, there's a handful of companies, I think there's seven or eight that are already approved apprenticeship providers 
um, that will work with you, put you to work, pay you while you learn, um, and then you accumulate the, the educational components while you go. Um, fantastic opportunity. Um, again, Danielle uh, sort of spearheaded that from Amy, um, but it's definitely worth checking out. And um, I think, you know, I think companies should gravitate towards that and support that effort. It's good yeah. for the industry. I agree. It's great. Now let's talk about the, the, the one thing that I think is kind of confusing. And I've gotten this question a few times. How do I learn to work on medical equipment virtually? Right? So, yeah, so much, so much of what we um, are doing in this industry now is so far beyond the traditional mechanical types of um, manifestation of what a biomed used to be. You know, we used to think of a biomed turning wrenches, turning screws, taking things apart, putting them back together. A tremendous amount of what a biomed does now doesn't even have to do with that. It has to do with management pieces. It has to do with IT pieces, cybersecurity, information systems. Um, a tremendous amount of that stuff can be taught online quite effectively. The parts that are not able to be taught as effectively that do demand a hands-on experiential approach um, within our school are being supplemented in different ways. Um, we are um, working on virtual reality curriculum and content development to integrate into our programs. Um, as an example, we're right now we're working on a MedRat injectors um, and that's going to be a virtual reality. In fact, we're, we're going to demo that in Las Vegas here in a few weeks when I see you. Um, that's, you know, that sort of stuff can be turned into virtual reality content that would allow a student to engage, um, demonstrate mastery. Um, and the research indicates that a student that engages in that way actually learns better than a student who gets a hands-on experience. And there's a number of reasons for that. And one of them is opportunity to repeat the training. When a student can go in in that virtual environment and repeat those tasks until they master it, that's sort of a different approach and level of education that a student can take out of that. The other piece, and this is even more critical and more important, and this is probably the most um, vital piece of what I would like to share about our college and how we work in the industry. Our success as an, as an educational institution in the healthcare field rests um, almost entirely on the relationships of trust that we have with our industry partners. So we provide the very best curriculum we can. We have the best instructional staff we can hire. Um, we put everything into our curriculum and content. We reinvest into that. The virtual reality development is probably the best indicator. But at the end of the day, our ability to take a student and place them with a company that has a fantastic reputation in the industry, that is the hallmark of our, our success. So when a young lady like yourself says, hey, my daughter went to your school and she got a job, mm -hmm. we've met our, we've, we've done it. And so, but that doesn't happen overnight. You have to build that trust with that organization. Um, and I, it's funny, I have conversations with, with, uh, with companies sometimes and they ask that very question, how, how can you teach that? <clears throat> well, we can only do so much. And then we're going to turn to our industry partners and, and ask them to work with us. So our industry partners, we've, we've created a six-week hands-on experiential um, component of our programs. 
And when a student graduates our program and we've given them everything we can, the best instruction we can provide, the best curriculum, virtual reality content, everything, we, all the tools and resources we can provide them, at the end of that path, we're going to turn to our industry partner and say, okay, we need, we need your support for six weeks to do a right seat ride with this student. And here's a checklist of things we would like you to work with that student on for a six week period. Evaluate them, engage with them, provide us the feedback, let us know what we're doing well, what we're doing poorly, so that we can make those changes to our programming. And then at the end of that six weeks, the employer has the opportunity to hire that individual. We've had an extremely high success rate doing that. That's uh, awesome. You know, I was really impressed with the anatomy component in the educational process, uh, because BMETs do, you know, have a lot of effect on inpatient care. And I've never met a BMET that doesn't care about the patient. It's not about the equipment, it's about the patient experience, right? Patient, safe, patient safety is, is paramount in this industry. And, and I really think that's a, a great um, attribute that your school is providing in that anatomy portion that I was able to witness firsthand. Oh, I, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and it's interesting that you point that out. Our, uh, our anatomy and physiology um, instructor, um, her name is uh, Lupe McKnight. She's a wonderful lady. I've known her for about 15 years. And um, we regularly get feedback from uh, our students uh, indicating that um, they learned uh a tremendous amount in that class. We want our graduates to leave this school and go to the work in the healthcare industry knowing exactly what you said, that patients are first, safety is first, and that they're saving lives through their work. They're not just going there to calibrate equipment, maintain PMs, uh, maintain a database. That's all important. Mm -hmm. But all it does is serves the main purpose, which is helping physicians and clinicians and the healthcare staff at the facility to save lives. Yeah, I really see the, the HTM industry as some of the un, unsung he heroes of the, the hospital and healthcare industry. They are. Yeah, they're the front line. I mean, if you think about the, um, the number of pieces of medical equipment and medical devices in facilities, and, you know, it only takes one piece of the chain to break and the system stops. One of the areas that we're really focused on in terms of our programming and our content is what we call the space between the wall and the device. That's really kind of where we're focusing our biomed training and our curriculum so that the next generation of technicians graduate well-versed in that area. And they show up at healthcare facilities with a robust understanding of what those, those requirements are so that they organically and inherently understand information technology, information security, cybersecurity, medical device integration. Um, you know, there's, a, there's so much going on there that the investment of the industry and educational institutions, not just ours, but the others out there doing the same training, um, that's an investment worth making, definitely. Yeah, I mean, things have changed, but you know, Shoot, you and I can remember when the first microwave came about, let alone <laughs> when the first remote control for a TV came out. And now look at us. Everything's wireless. You know, and cybersecurity is a real threat to hospitals and patient safety. Yes, it is. And um, we have looked at numerous case studies, including, um, you know, actual patient death as a result of um, uh, cybersecurity um, you know, uh, risk and um, an attack, a cyber attack. So 
Um, it's a very real component of what biomeds are involved in. Um, understanding software, understanding um, versions, understanding update requirements. Um, you know, you cannot just take for granted or be complacent about who's responsible for that. Um, and, you know, organizationally, you know, there are very few uh, HDOs that are structured in the same way. You know, it, it's always interesting to look at different structural components. Some biomed departments fall under IT. Um, some HTM departments are running parallel to their IT departments and have no communication. Um, but, you know, those, those dynamics are important. The organizational relationships are important. Um, and all we can do as an educational institution is ensure that the, the graduates leaving our program understand that. Yeah, we have, we have Nutter um, Hamoud coming on as a guest, which he's a big advocate between IT and biomed and how to work together as a team. So we're all on the same team. It's, it's all face, uh, focused on patient care, right? Yep. So I've got to tell you, Callie did her first uh, PM yesterday with her, with her trainer. She was so excited. She was on cloud nine, told me all about it. I mean, couldn't stop talking about it. So that was exciting for me. Um, but we're going to wrap this up. And what I like to do is end every segment with your wow word, which is your word of wisdom. If you could like put it in one word or a couple words, you know, what, what is a BMET and why should you become a BMET? Just give us like something to hang on to. So I'll go back to the first thing that I said when you asked me, what is a biomed? Um, a biomed is a solution architect and the problem is changing rapidly. To be a successful biomed in today's healthcare industry, you have to think in terms of revolution, not evolution, because things are moving so quickly that it's difficult to keep up. So that's a few more words than um, you probably expected, yeah. but um, that's, where I, that's where I would leave this conversation. Rapid change, expect it, be agile, nimble, um, and go back to what you said was, you know, your job is taking care of patients. Yep, 100%. Well, thanks for coming on, Monte. We'll uh, post um, information on maybe how to get a hold of you if they want more information. And uh, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. I feel the same. I love your company, your leadership team out there. You guys are doing great work. And um, I look forward to seeing you in Vegas. Yes, absolutely. All yeah. right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hi, everyone. Spencer here on the production side. Just wanted to give another thank you to Monty Gonzalez for showing up on the podcast today. If you'd like to view this and other video interviews for HTM Insider, you can head over to multimedicalsystems.com and view this and other interviews. And you can also find other podcast episodes if you prefer listening on other podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc. Thanks so much.